0: One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time, it's my screen time.
1: Welcome to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms are ignoring their kids in favor of pink wine because they're in the same room for one. Yay! Time. Yay! Deborah has been kind enough to visit me here. So my kids are both napping and we are recording the podcast live and in person. I was going to say face to face, but normally we're on Skype so we can still see each other's faces. So I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah. And I have two kids, Jay, he's three, and Kenny, he's two months old. And I have three kids, Tony is eight, and Libby and Nate are five.
0: So I am here in Florida, and I can see that Katie's kids are, in fact, very adorable.
1: Uh, Well, thank you. You have to say that because you're staying in our house. Oh my gosh, (laughs) they're
0: so cute. Jay, I got to see him when he was a baby Adorable, Still one of the most adorable three-year-olds I've ever seen in my life. Aw, shucks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so I have a cute story about him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Last night when I was just going to go to the bathroom, he followed me. And you tried to get him back to the living room. And I said, I'm okay. I'm just going to close this door. And he yelled to you, I'm just going to keep an eye on her. <laughs>
1: Which was nice. You know, usually when we have guests, they attempt to flee in the middle of the interaction. So Jay <laughs> just wanted to make sure he'd stick around.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, It was funny. But what's your story about Jay or Kenny? Well, or I was
1: going to tell a Kenny story. We have a playmat for him because he's just a little baby. But it's a pretty no, fi- no, fills? Mm-hmm. no frills playmat. So, you know how some playmats have, like, pianos that they can play with their feet Mm -hmm. or, like, bells and whistles? Ours is, like, pretty much just a circle with some dangly toys over it. Mm -hmm. But he's figured out that he can kick one of the supports of the dangly toys and, like, make them move. And he's just so tickled by it. And I'm just, in turn, so entertained by our no-frills playmat. <laughs> good for him and good for you. Do you have a story about your own kids or
0: Well, Nate has started collecting quarters that fit into this like US Treasury very specific quarters from different mints and states and years. And so I guess this is more of a cute story about my husband because he has totally changed his spending habits. And now instead of using his visa for most purchases to get those airline miles, he has started using cash for everything so that he can come home at the end of the day with a small handful of coins for Nate to sort through.
1: Oh, that is adorable. Yeah. The things you do for your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they do stuff right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So should we do some follow up From last week's episode about Zoo I was having quite the exchange With a friend on Facebook about Zoo And she was saying Well it was on my personal page So it didn't show up on our show page She was saying that she really hates it because it doesn't teach her kid anything. And I was saying, I feel like it fits into the category of shows that try and teach more life lessons Mm -hmm. versus teaching facts.
0: Right. It's not a science-y show. It's more how you behave. Yeah.
1: Or even like a preschool level, like what are the colors of the rainbow or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, Do you have a preference between the two?
0: kind of like i mean i've always preferred fiction over
1: nonfiction. yeah so i
0: i like a zoo type show more than a sid the science kid type show agreed agreed
1: although uh i did really like when we reviewed the magic school bus that is a good one
0: and that is a good blend of fantastical fiction
1: with a smattering of of facts. of accurate facts yeah (laughs) that's a good point that's a good point it is a good blend we talked a little bit last time about the start of the fall tv season have you started watching maniac with jeremy no but we just wrapped
0: up ozark Mm -hmm. so now we're all ready for maniac and i also should mention another show i'm really excited about is um busy tonight Busy Phillips is going to be on. Oh, I totally forgot that she was getting a talk show. Yeah, a late night one, so we'll have to tape it
1: and watch it the next day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or just watch the clips people post on Facebook or Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) So is it just going to be like your standard chat show? Do you know what her hook is, other than she's Busy Phillips and endlessly entertaining? I don't know what the hook
0: is, other than it's going to be like her Instagram stories, but... A full length TV show of them oh. Maybe I don't know
1: Well have... for those of us Who don't have Instagram I guess that would be good <laughs> Cause I'm an old person <laughs> <laughs> Have you started Walking Dead? No It's still okay. just sitting On our DVR And we probably won't start it Until it's already like Three or four episodes Into the season But we did watch The first episode Of the new Doctor Who And I'm pleased to report That it was awesome And I can't say it was worth the wait for a lady doctor because it clearly should have happened earlier, but uh, Jodie Whittaker, who has taken on the role, seems to be doing a fabulous job of it, at least thus far. So we are happy geeks. Good. Good. (laughs) So, Deborah, could you give me a little help getting the cork out of this wine bottle? (laughs) Oh my goodness, that was coincidentally (laughs) a perfect segue into what we are talking about today, which is the new Netflix show, A Little Help with Carol Burnett. And this is a brand new show. There's only one season available. There are 12 episodes. It was released fairly recently, although I'm not exactly sure what the date was. Uh, It is an advice show in which a panel of five? Uh, Five, I think they said five to nine year olds Mm -hmm. give advice to celebrities and just a couple random audience members on various life topics. And it is hosted by none other than Carol Burnett, the legendary Carol Burnett. So we picked it. Deborah found this show recommended in a Red Book article. Our our magazine queen,
0: yeah. You know I love those middle aged lady. <laughs> Women's Day Red Book. Red Book has been rebranded, I think. Yeah. And it it looks a little more less. It looks a little less older middle aged lady ish. Mm-hmm. Like it's trying to appeal to maybe a more general audience. But I still pick it up.
1: This was an interesting switch for us because we have not ventured into so called family programming yet we tend to just stick with kids shows, shows made primarily for kids. And this definitely uh, is aiming for a wider audience, I think it's safe to say. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carol Burnett, obviously, like I said before, comedy legend. So we are interesting, interested to see what she is up to. And... Let's be honest, we talk about funny stuff our kids say all the time, so it seemed like a natural fit that we would like this show about little kids saying funny stuff. Right. And who doesn't love advice? Yeah. Like, I love reading
0: advice columns in magazines. Really? I love reading, um, like, the Dear Sugar, remember that, column? Uh, It was...
1: Penned by Cheryl Strayed. Oh, yeah. I remember reading that it existed in her book, Wild. Yeah. But I never read the column.
0: And now she has a podcast with Steve Almond where they give advice. I just love listening to other people's problems.
1: (laughs) I definitely, I read the uh, Dear Prudence column in Slate. Oh, that's a good one. So we watched Mm -hmm. three episodes. We watched the pilot, which was titled Friendship, and the celebrity guest was Lisa Kudrow. We watched episode 10 The subject was life And the celebrity guest was Taraji P. Henson And we watched episode 11 The subject was big issues And the celebrity guest was Billy Eichner So as usual We will go through the episodes One by one And then we will move on to our more general thoughts Deborah, do you want to take us through Friendship?
0: Sure First episode in the series And it begins with Carol Burnett and the children, and then they welcome Lisa Kudrow after they show a clip of her having a, well, she enters the stage and then they show a fictionalized version of her problem, which she's got a business lunch with a friend and then another friend calls her and wants to have lunch because she's got some personal emergency and Lisa Kudrow agrees to both, and so... She's just overscheduled her help, herself basically. Um, there's some other segments like, there's a weird job interview where Carol Burnett is like interviewing for a job at Netflix, but her interviewer is a little boy. Yeah. Um, they have an audience member come on with a problem, and then they do like a little out of the mouths of babes section with Russell. Yeah, the comedian Russell Peters. Yeah, and he's kind of Carol's sidekick on the show. He's yeah. Funny backstage green room wrangler. Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. Green room wrangler is a good title. Yeah, but they show
0: that on film. So, Lisa Kudrow's problem is addressed by the kids. And I don't know, that part made me feel really uncomfortable because the kids would say stuff and then it would just, the camera would pan to Carol Burnett and Lisa Kudrow just laughing at what the kids said. Yeah. Ugh, it was uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, this is kind of, this gets at a fundamental problem I had with the show and I think it's going to come up again and again for me. It's just like the comedy of other people's discomfort is not something I'm there for. Like, whether it's kids or adults. Oh, just the cringe, the cringing at someone else's expense.
0: Yeah, and the kids were giving sincere answers. And then the adults were just laughing at them. And the kids were not in on the joke. It's something if the the person being laughed at is in on the joke, mm-hmm. then I'm fine with it. But the kids were not in right, on right. the joke. And it's
1: okay for us to laugh at the stuff our kids say, because they're our kids. But if someone else does it, (laughs) you can't see me, but I'm shaking my fist in anger.
0: (laughs) The interview with the little boy was pretty funny, though, where Carol Burnett is, like, interviewing for the job at Netflix, Mm -hmm. because he tells her, text, don't call, slouch, get on Instagram, and then at the end of the interview, he, like, gives her a fist pump and and is, like, Stay woke. (laughs) That I thought was cute. And I felt like everybody
1: was in on the jokes in that scene. Right. Because the joke was more at Carol's expense. Like, Mm -hmm. well, because he asked for her resume and she was like, well, I've done a couple specials. Do you know what a special is? (laughs) (laughs) They did a bunch of like inter, what would you call them? Interstitials, like little skits in between. Mm hmm. And there was one where Russell was just sitting in the back room with the kids, asking if they have friends of the same name, and the kids weren't really interested in answering the question. It was stupid. Like there was she nothing.
0: Was really <laughs> condescending. Too. Yeah. Like they're just kids. They're like five, maybe, mm-hmm. and they're. Playing with toys and talking to him and he's like, ADD is alive and well. And
1: like You gave them toys to play with. And Obviously they're focused. They're five, focused,
0: yeah. they're five. <laughs> they can do more than one thing at once. Mm-hmm. And that's just normal kid behavior. Yeah. I wonder if Russell has kids. I don't think so. Yeah. Or if he does, a
1: nanny is taking care of <laughs> Um, what did you think of the audience members question?
0: That one it was the guy who had a friend who was a bad singer. Oh right 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 I thought he was cute his conversation with the kids he was um, dignifying their responses Mm -hmm. whereas Lisa and Lisa Kudrow and Carol Burnett can I call them Lisa and Carol? (laughs) Yeah I think we're on first name basis they were not dignifying the kids responses. No
1: I don't think so I really hated the pre-recorded videos of both of the questions. Both the one with uh, Lisa Kudrow and the one with the uh, friend who couldn't sing. They were just like horribly produced and like really just silly looking, I guess. Yeah, the only thing I liked about it is that
0: Lisa's friend Dan Mm -hmm. was an actor who played Cyrus Bean's husband on Scandal
1: I knew I recognized him it
0: took me quite a while to come up with where I knew him from but that is it
1: good pull (laughs) there were two things that the kids said that I really loved and one was by Tristan, who was like this precocious little boy with long blonde hair. Mm -hmm. And he was giving advice to the man whose friend was a really bad singer. And he said that he should just tell her, look, I know this business. It can be really cutthroat. Like, (laughs) Just get out before you get hurt. It was just a very funny way of phrasing it. And then another little boy... Uh, Robert told Lisa Kudrow that maybe she just shouldn't have friends because then she would never have to worry about making commitments and she could just relax.
0: That was a funny response.
1: I loved that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just close yourself off from human contact. <laughs> Were
1: there any answers from the kids that you liked a lot? Just when
0: one of them gave an answer and then it was one of the girls and she said, Sean, can I add to that? It was just such a cute little grown up way of Interrupting him
1: And then yeah. she said basically the same thing That he did Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one moment that I thought Was wasted potential Like the celebrities are only out there Really quickly Like their segments mm-hmm. are done pretty quick So Lisa Kudrow did her question And then she got up to leave And she was high fiving all the kids And one of the girls goes What is Friends? And it was, like, covered up by applause. Lisa Kudrow was just like, oh, it was a television show. And then she was out And of then there. she was gone. Yeah. Like, I think that could have been some comic material right there. Like, Lisa Kudrow feeling like she uh, is being forgotten by the next generation because they don't know what her, prime well, to some, her primary professional accomplishment is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a wasted moment. Especially in an episode titled Friendship. She had to get to lunch. Yeah, lunches. Her, her two lunch dates. <laughs> okay, so as usual, my plot summary is not as detailed as Deborah's. So the second episode we watched, episode ten, called Life. The celebrity guest was Taraji P. Henson, and she came out and her question was, How do I deal with a friend who's always pranking me? And I think her friend was one of her co-stars on Empire, but I don't watch that show, so I wasn't sure. It was a co it
0: was a co-star.
1: Okay um and then one of the audience members had a question of how do i deal with my friend who's always asking me for money and then the other one had a question about how do i afford to live in san francisco on my salary it was a really broad list of topics um taraji's question was really dumb and the guest who was asking questions about affording to live in san francisco was that was a really topical question. So it just... I don't know. I guess with a title like Life, it could be anything. hmm hmm So those were the main skits. Uh, or the main segments. And then the in-between skits. There was one that I really, really liked where Russell was just, like, trading mean faces with the little boy Robert. Like, they were just <laughs> scowling at one another. And, like, growling. It was really cute. There was another skit where the kids were talking about what life meant uh-huh. and Robert again who was clearly my favorite child was like it's good that you can live and then get smarter in your body and your brain and your brain can get bigger and bigger <laughs> and I had to write that down verbatim because I thought it was great uh, and they also introduced another skit that was like sort of a Lucy from Peanuts style yes. booth on the street where one of the girls and I, Emerson Emerson set up a little advice booth and people came by to ask her. And I thought that was a really good use of the format because they edited it to be really quick answers. Mm -hmm. So you didn't get quite as much of that comedy of discomfort because you didn't really see a reaction. You didn't hear the kid ramble. They were just really quick in and out, funny little answers.
0: Yeah, and the people were asking in a sincere way for advice and she was giving real Answers that were very off the wall Because she's, I don't know, six? Mm -hmm. But it was a cute Cute way of Dealing with the advice From kids, I thought
1: Better than Carol Burnett laughing at them Yeah, yeah Um, We should say too That the panel of kids In this episode is pretty much the same As the panel from the previous episode Mm -hmm. I think they have like Eight or nine kids that they kind of cycle through Mm -hmm. And they but they mostly use the same each time for the panel. Mm-hmm. Taraji P. Henson is so
0: pretty. She's she is so very pretty. pretty. I have yes. not watched Empire either. I watched that cop show that she was in for a little bit. I didn't even know she was in a cop show. Um, I can't think of what it was called, but I like her as an actress. And she, her entrance, she came down a slide to enter the stage, and Carol Burnett's reaction was amazing. She was just, like, astounded at (laughs) the fact that Taraji P. Henson came down a slide.
1: I liked that part. And she was wearing, like, 8-inch heels that were, like, the thinnest heels I've ever seen. Like, I was shocked she came down a slide, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then her, she went through this whole thing of how, she's not getting pranked at work, she's getting harassed. I thought And then the oldest kid in the panel He was the first to offer advice And he said Can you get rid of him? And I was like yes Time's up
1: Yeah, Prankster slash harasser <laughs> It's not funny No What is your feeling on pranks in general? I tend to think they are never funny They're just cruel They're not
0: funny No I can't think of one prank that's funny. Yeah. Have you ever
1: worked in a workplace that had a lot of pranks? I worked.
0: I worked at a camping store in like the receiving department mm-hmm. and the shipping department. And my coworker, we would get like these gigantic boxes of, you know, or, outdoor equipment in. And like every time he had a pretty big box, he would always say, Debra, I don't think that you could fit in this box.
1: (laughs) And I fell for it every time. (laughs) But that's less of a prank and more of a challenge.
0: It was more like a dare. Yeah. And
1: oh, I fell for it every time. How about you? My first job out of college, they really liked to prank. Really? Yeah. And it was awful because I was... Really unsure of myself and timid, like it was my first job, so it made me really like jumpy and nervous all the time. So it was what like, When of... are they gonna get me? What
0: kind of pranks?
1: Oh gosh, I barely even remember now. Like, I remember this one guy, we like wrapped his entire office in like Subway sandwich paper. <laughs> <laughs> like the stapler and the computer and like the walls and the doorknobs and like why weren't we doing work this took such an extended amount of the work day um or like i don't know there was this one guy that like you would be having a conversation with someone else and he would come in and just start like dancing behind you hmm not funny yeah I'm trying to think of some of the more like mean spirited ones, but for some reason they're escaping me. There were also a lot of dares. Okay. Mostly involving food and consuming gross amounts of food in small amounts of time. Yuck. Yeah. Once there was like a whole brick of cheddar cheese consumed in like five minutes, it was really disgusting. Not by me, thank goodness. That sounds kind of delicious actually. I don't even know what the time the time limit was, but it was one of those, like, waxy blocks of, like... Okay, not, like, aged Wisconsin shutter. No no, okay. no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> like, Crystal Farms. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really liked that advice booth put mm-hmm. on by Emerson. That was cute. I also thought that when Jessie, the audience member, who can't afford that San Francisco lifestyle, I thought mm-hmm. her video... Posing the question was really funny because she had like this, this money that she kept <laughs> falling on her face, yeah. and she would just like toss it aside. <laughs> that was funny. And then I really liked
1: Carol's show synopsis at the end of every episode. I thought it was yeah, she was good at summarizing what happened and like pulling out the funniest quotes from the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was a good way to end
0: each show. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to episode 11? Sure. Big issues with Billy on the street, Billy Eichner. His problem was he wants to get people to call him back instead of texting him, which is a problem I cannot at all relate to. Yeah. Never wants call me.
1: To talk
0: yeah. on the phone? <laughs> what? Um... And the kids answered his question. Um, Then they had an audience member who was contemplating a new hairstyle. She had like really long blonde hair in big curls and she had had that same hairstyle for like 20 years and she was wondering if she should cut it. And then they had another audience member named Benin and it was a similar problem because she wore a hijab for religious reasons And she was wondering if she should keep wearing it even though she faced some discrimination
1: out in the world. Again, a really broad array of questions from the totally frivolous to the pretty serious and heavy that were treated... In exactly the same way (laughs) Big issues? I mean, Benin's was
0: legitimately a big issue Right A new hairstyle for trendy reasons is not necessarily a big issue I don't know, calling versus texting
1: I guess that's a big issue i know i was like can we talk about the patriarchy or climate change or something like these are big issues those are
0: big issues
1: i would love to hear what children have to say about that stuff yeah um
0: so i thought though that the kids responses to becky and benin were really adorable because they were like be yourself you know wear your hair how you want to wear it that makes you feel the best and they. Felt that Benin should wear her hijab, she shouldn't take it off, she shouldn't try to um, conform, she should follow what she wanted to do. I mean, super heartwarming, which mm-hmm. is what you would expect from kids that age because they haven't been hopefully corrupted by right all of the biases and
1: stereotypes and other ugly stuff in our world. Do you also think that, like, they know to parrot back that line from, like, all the stories we've been telling them, but, like, they don't necessarily connect it to what's going on in their own life? Probably. Yeah. There was an intro skit where Carol was asking the kids what big issues were, (laughs) and there was one that really got to me personally (laughs) because... little girl was like, it's a really big issue when people don't know how to change diapers. Oh, that was funny. (laughs) And she was saying that if you don't know how to change diapers, you could get your face peed into. (laughs) And only people who don't know how to change diapers get their face peed into. And I was like, listen, little girl, I know how to change diapers. I still get peed on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I took some offense at her... her, uh, Definition of big issues.
0: <laughs> um one of the kids when they were talking about the hairstyle, um, he had like a big pompadour mm-hmm. and um Carol Burnett asked him who did his hair and he said that his mom did. And then he said, She's the best mom I ever had.
1: <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> Which is how I hope that my children think about me. <laughs> that was funny. This episode was both sad and happy in that it was missing both my favorite and my least favorite panel member. Oh. So Robert was not there and Robert was my favorite. Mm -hmm. And Tristan was not there and Tristan was my least favorite. So it was both good and bad that they changed it up. So we talked a little bit about just the general concept of the show and how we felt a little bad for the kids. Mm -hmm. Did you have any other thoughts on the concept in general? Like, maybe of a panel show? I think it
0: was maybe better concept than actual execution. I mean, I think it was executed well for what it is.
1: You could see a world in which this were sincere and wanting to know, like, what little kids would say about big issues. Pardon me repeating the phrase. In, like, a you know they don't have any of the bs Mm -hmm. um but this was not that because there was a lot of laughing at them (laughs) yeah i
0: didn't like the laughing at them but it's carol burnett so you think it's gonna be a funny
1: hilarious show actually right and it just kind of fell fell flat well that brings us to talking about the hosts what is your history with carol burnett had you seen a lot of the stuff she's done I, my mom is a
0: big Carol Burnett fan, so I was familiar with some of her Carol Burnett show sketches and just her as a
1: celebrity. How about you? I feel like every adult of a certain age, namely probably our parents' generation references that Carol Burnett show skit, that Gone with the Wind parody with the curtain rods mm-hmm. when she makes the dress out of the curtains. Every single adult like has that in their back pocket and they always talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and like after the fact I looked it up on YouTube. That's actually the only sketch I've ever seen from the Carol Burnett Show. Okay. <laughs> but obviously I knew her from 1982's version of Annie. Oh my gosh, she She played Miss Hannigan. So
0: good in that, so good.
1: And you know what? That movie version of Annie actually gets a lot of guff for not being very good, Mm -hmm. but I think she's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Both her and Tim Curry plays her brother Rooster. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. they
1: are perfect for those roles. Um, so that was my biggest Carol Burnett exposure growing up. Yeah, probably mine too. And she's terrifying in that role as if you're watching it as a kid. It's kind of funny when, like, that is your biggest reference point for her, and that also involves her interacting with young children, and then she goes <laughs> on this panel show, and she's, like, supposed to be, like, sort of the mothering, encouraging figure. That's true. That is funny. And didn't she have a
0: show that was more recent that was, like, a redo of the Carol Burnett show?
1: Did she? I didn't look it up, sorry. For a while, they were trying to really make some variety show happen. Like, people kept coming out with variety shows. Mm -hmm. And America kept saying, we do not need variety shows anymore. (laughs) Right. So, Carol Burnett is this icon of early television comedy. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everyone agrees she was very funny. Mm -hmm. We should want to find a place for her now. But what is that place? I feel like early TV comedy... People were so entertained by seeing things on TV Mm -hmm. that like the comedy was very broad and that was okay. That was that was what people wanted to see then. And then we moved forward into like I'm thinking of comedians like Robin Williams and maybe like early Steve Martin, where it was a little more like body focused and kind of gross outy. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of talk about sex had comedians like that, and then we move forward into Comedians of Today, which, not to sound too Seinfeld-y, but it's much more observational, mm-hmm. and I just don't know where Carol Burnett fits into that more modern comic sensibility, and maybe that's why they tried pairing her with a comic co-host? Yeah, I didn't find him that funny either.
0: I It was just so weird... Show. I feel like I would be happy to see her, like, host something.
1: Where, is it the Emmys where the host doesn't do a whole lot? What, what, I mean, anything but the Tonys. I feel like the Tonys are really the only one where the host matters. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, that being said, the lady knows a tasteful scarf. She does. I liked her outfits. She looked like
0: she was wearing... They were kind of like sweatshirts, but made out of, like, cashmere silk. Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) Always with a nice scarf around her neck. Mm Do you know anything about Russell Peters before watching?
0: No, he looked familiar to me, but I don't even know where from.
1: Yeah, I recognized his face, and I did a little YouTubing. Like, I watched a couple of his sketches. Mm -hmm. But sort of in a similar way to, and I've already forgotten her name, I feel bad, the co-host of Double Dare. I feel like this show is a weird fit for Russell Peters in Mm -hmm. that, like, it's not really his comic brand to be dealing with kids. Right. right. Like, where did this come from? It's a weird fit for both of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What did you think of the guests?
0: I liked liked the celebrity guests, and I thought the audience members were good, too. I thought... I have no complaints, except Lisa Kudrow was a little awkward, but I would, that's forgivable because it's the first one, I think. And when she came out, Carol Burnett said that was the first time that they were meeting. Mm -hmm. Is that true? That seems so
1: weird. Like they wouldn't
0: (laughs) bump into each other backstage?
1: I don't know. Well, no, because Carol's not the green room wrangler. Right. That's true.
0: That was a little (laughs) funny, I thought.
1: I think that Billy Eichner was clearly the standout guest. And let me tell you why. Because he was a comedian. Mm -hmm. And he was prepared to kind of ping pong off the responses of the kids in a funny way. In a way that Lisa Kudrow and Taraji P. Henson weren't. Mm -hmm. Because he deals with unpredictable responses as his job yeah so he somehow (laughs) managed to like have funny comebacks to the funny things the kids said without feeling mean-spirited in the same way which I would Mm -hmm. not have expected from Billy Eichner because you know he's his brand is kind of snipey but I thought he was clearly the best and I think they could have stood to have more comedic guests right for that reason just to make the concept work a little better. Because even Carol Burnett wasn't really like, she didn't so much cue off of what the kids said. No, she just laughed at them. Yeah, she pretty much just did like a Jim Halpert to the camera, like well Yeah. <laughs> and like that was her whole purpose of being there. Like, why have someone like Carol Burnett if you're not going to have her being funny? Mm-hmm. What did you think of the kids? I already explained to you who I thought were the best and the worst kids. Oh. Were there any that stood out to you? I really
0: liked Emerson. I thought it was kind of a weird age range because the kids who were like nine were too self aware. Too self aware, maybe. And the younger kids were funnier because they were less self-aware I thought it would would have maybe been better to just have like that four to six age range Mm -hmm.
1: yeah there was one in particular one girl in particular in the last episode that we watched that seemed like just too old like was that the one with the boyfriend no the boyfriend in Australia oh my gosh so cute (laughs) no the girl with the bob oh yes it was the girl with the bob the other one with the boyfriend yes (laughs) That
0: made Billy Eichner speechless when she was like, I FaceTime with my boyfriend.
1: And his reaction was so cute. Like, I just think his reactions were so much better and like somehow so much kinder and less condescending mm-hmm. than everyone else's. Maybe it just goes to my fondness for comedians in general. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, did you compare this to any adult TV shows or movies? oh wait before i move on to these questions Mm -hmm. can we talk about the set design a little bit sure i thought the set design of the main room was aggressively bad like it was all based on hexagons and so the kids were on these really uncomfortable looking hexagonal chairs Mm -hmm. and then carol and the were on these similarly uncomfortable looking but silver upholstered hexagonal chairs. Mm -hmm. And then there was like this weird wood stripe down the middle of the stage. And during the life episode, there was like a huge graffitied life on the back wall. I just don't know. It was was all over the place. It was aggressively ugly, I thought. And really bold colors.
0: Maybe just because it was a kid's show. I don't, like a show with kids in it. I
1: don't know. See, I liked the design of, like, the green room kids area. It had, like, clouds, and it was cute, mm-hmm. and, like, a lot of those, like, you had the hexagons repeated, but it worked in that space a lot better. But, like, the main stage, oh, man, like, what, who, what what were they thinking? I mm-hmm. just, I, it was distracting to me (laughs) how bad I thought this was. (laughs) And I just had to say that. So now you can tell me if you uh, compared it to any adult TV shows or movies. (laughs) Well,
0: I thought a little bit about Ellen because she sometimes interacts with kids. Oh, that's a good one. And she is a funny, funny person. And she has people on that have problems sometimes. I don't know. I haven't watched that much Ellen in my life, but I feel like she... It, it reminded me a little bit about her sometimes interactions with kids.
1: Yeah, and I was definitely thinking along the same lines because my first thought was Oprah. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to be uplifting and mm-hmm. the whole chat show vibe. Mm-hmm. Did you cast the gritty HBO reboot? You
0: know, I was trying to think of who of the comedians who are, like, in their prime now would... Mm-hmm star in some kind of vehicle like this mm-hmm. in 30 years mm-hmm. and I mean the clear ones are like Tina Fey. like what is Tina Faye gonna be doing when she's Carol Burnett's age good point Amy Poehler um, I would like to see what Charlene Yee is up to in like 30 years Oh, so that's where I went with this like who who is the Carol Burnett of this era yeah that's a good point how about you?
1: Okay. <laughs> Stay with me here. So Netflix just released the second season of this cartoon called Big Mouth. Okay. Which I think I've mentioned mm-hmm. in the past. It's like about young teenagers going through puberty. Okay. And it's very funny. So there are five main kids in the show played by five very funny people so I want the kids from Big Mouth So the actual animated kids But voiced okay. by these comedians <laughs> So the comedians are Nick Kroll John Mulaney Jenny Slate, Jesse Klein, and Jason Manzukis. Okay So I want them being the panel of Quote unquote kids mm. And I want the host To be someone who gives Really good shade So I was thinking like maybe a Margaret Cho Okay And I want them to tape it like all live Mm -hmm. and then have the animation added in later so they can really like improv back and forth yeah um so essentially i just want like a funnier dirtier version
0: that would be funny and if the kids are not really kids and they're in on the joke i think that's
1: great yeah that would be way better than this what we watched i think so too so do you think it was better when we were kids in
0: terms of family programming, yes. I mean, the big family show that we watched together was uh, The Wonder Years.
1: Oh. What
0: would you do if I sang out of tune?
1: <laughs> I cut Danica Patrick, Danica McPatrick, Danica, not Danica Patrick, that's a NASCAR driver. Winning. Danica McKellar. <laughs> uh, I cut her so much slack in her... Hallmark Christmas movies because I have so much fun it's for Winnie Cooper <laughs> yes that was a great one you're right it seemed like there was more so-called family programming when we were young maybe that's just because there was less programming period I think so yeah Um, did you ever see because the show that I immediately thought of when the concept for this A little help became clear Was the show called Kids Say the Darndest Things I never watched that It was hosted by Bill Cosby Which Mm. Problematic Mm. now But the concept was Pretty much the same It was Mm -hmm. just trying to get kids To say funny things About adult topics Because they didn't know What they were saying Okay So it was Similarly mean spirited Okay So we've been Beating this dead horse For a while I guess (laughs) Is my point (laughs) Would you ever watch the show alone voluntarily? No. Would you? No, it just hurts my heart. Yeah,
0: I wanted it to be... And maybe we just had too high expectations going into it because it is Carol Burnett. But I wanted it to be so much better than it was.
1: And I think I just want to emphasize that I want something for Carol Burnett. Like I want her to do something great and funny that I want to watch. Mm -hmm. I want her to have some third act success. Mm -hmm. It's not this,
0: no. And we've watched quite a few Netflix shows
1: lately, and they'll they'll put anything on. They really will. They will throw anything out there, and you know Netflix is not a monolithic. Uh, corporation And that seems to be their strength In a lot of ways Because they give opportunities to shows That you normally wouldn't see But sometimes they give opportunities to real stinkers And this is one mm-hmm. Sorry Carol Burnett yeah. And also sorry Russell Peters You seem very funny The couple of clips I watched on YouTube were very funny Yeah I hope that
0: you Get out of that Find something better than that green room wrangling with the kids
1: that you don't really appear to enjoy to spend time with. (laughs) Except when you were pulling faces with Robert. That was really funny. (laughs) I would just watch a show of that. (laughs) That was cute. cute. Uh, Ten seconds on whether this
0: is good for our kids. I wouldn't want my kids to watch it because I don't,
1: I think it condescends to the kids. And it's family programming but I don't think there's a lot for kids to even like there. No. Because if they're young enough that they're not understanding what the joke is, which the quote-unquote joke is the central premise of the show. Like. Yeah. I mean, I think I turned the first episode on with Jay and he was immediately like, I hate this. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't interesting to him. He doesn't know who the celebrity hosts are. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, yeah. Um, ratings? Two... Uh, Yeah. How about you? That's just because I, on the whole, liked the celebrities. I liked Billy Eichner a lot. Mm -hmm. I liked Cutie Patootie Robert. Mm -hmm. So yeah, two. Two seems like a solid rating. (laughs) Sorry, Carol. Sorry. Well,
0: thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on Facebook. We'll talk about what we're watching in our next episode. You can watch along with us. We're at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. And you can tweet us with show or movie suggestions or anything else at at myscreentime2. You can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. And our theme music was composed and performed by me and my adorable children. And our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time, time for more real talk about the movies and TV too. beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Screen time.
1: Bye. Bye. Screen time.
0: It's my screen time too.